This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Hello. And welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. We're so happy to have you guys here with us. This is Taylor. And KJ. And Jessica. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that we're actually really excited to discuss. Not actually, we're excited for all of our topics, but this one, we're pumped. So this one is about letting go of your expectations of other people. And so this has come about just because we all experience this in our lives and we've noticed our clients experience it in their lives in all different types of relationships. And it can be very, very challenging when we're having a hard time accepting the fact that we cannot control other people and their actions and their emotions and how that affects us. So we wanted to kind of unpack that today and talk about some ways to view that and process that so that it's not as hard as it can be. It really is. And I think that this concept, as we talk about it, I hope you discover that it's a very beautiful idea. At first, it sounds so depressing. Like you can never control someone else and you can never choose what they do. So let go of any expectations you have for them. Like That's kind of depressing, but it's also very beautiful that we are each so individual and we have our own ability to choose what's right for us and to respect that in others and respect that in ourselves is like such a beautiful freeing thing to be able to connect with people as they truly are rather than trying to force them into some sort of a box to behave the way we want. Like, I think that's a very beautiful, very human way to interact. Yes, I was last night just watching a documentary on Apple Plus. I'm doing a free trial like I do all the time when there's something on there that I want to watch. And this one was a documentary called Dads by Bryce Dallas Howard. And it was very sweet. Logan and I just loved watching it. But one of my favorite um, lines in there, and again, this pertained to parenthood, but um, I think his name was, okay, how do you say his last name? Judd Apatow, 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 I don't know. Apatow. Anyways, he's a director of comedies, but he said he has two daughters and he said, yeah, I read once that like as a parent, you're just a soul and your child is a soul and it's your job just to guide them a little. (laughs) He's like, you don't want to change them. You don't want to like completely revamp who, who they are, but you're just two souls and it's your job to just kind of like guide them 
Just help him along a little. And I think that that is so much harder than it sounds. Yes. He makes it sound so easy. Just guide him a little. You know, give them a little nudge, but really let them be who they're supposed to be. But for us, it's like, okay, but you need to share with that person and you need to not boss that person around, but then you need to boss them a little bit when you're the leader. But then also you need to listen to your teacher, but also if your teacher is being disrespectful, you should, you know, and it's like, we tell kids everything to do instead of allowing them room to make mistakes and to learn and grow. And then we grow up and we get spouses and we're like you don't have room to make mistakes and learn and grow you should be already done and I'm gonna be annoyed when you do make a mistake or a colleague at work things like that like I think it's a lot harder said than done to just kind of let someone be their own soul yes like as an analytical brain I'm like okay this sounds good in theory this sounds great fluffy But how do I actually do this? Like, how do I actually let go of expectations of others? Especially if someone's doing something that I feel like is going to hurt them or hurt me. That's hard. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard to watch someone crash and burn. But I think as therapists, we've had a lot of practice. So really you should just go get a master's degree and practice therapy for about five to eight years and you'll be really good at it because I will tell you the number of times I gave my clients what I thought was ideal advice that would make their life so perfect. And they come in the next week with the exact same problem. You really have to learn To let it go and realize that they are their own person and they get to choose to live the way that they want. Self-determination. Yeah. 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 We do call it that, guys. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard that term, but client self-determination is what it is. But I think really, obviously, you don't need to go to school and stuff, but you do have to start to kind of like create new scripts in your mind around the way you interact with people. You know, and I think a good way to like learn to do it is to set a boundary and then realize that you have no control over how that person responds to the boundary. So just let it go. And every time you think, oh, but I set the boundary and they're supposed to just remind yourself, oh, yeah, I set the boundary, but they get to choose how they respond. Mm -hmm. If it's right for them as well, then they will follow through. If it is not, they will not. And then I get to do what's right for me, you know? Yeah. And recognizing like when you're setting, I know we've talked about boundaries a lot. We actually have a whole episode on boundaries, but it is really good. I I noticed like my issue with boundaries was that I always wanted, I wanted to set the boundary and then I wanted to have the person praise me for the boundary. I wanted them to be like, Oh, you know what? I get it. Good, jo- good job standing up for yourself. Don't even worry about it. You are so good. Good, good, good. Mm-mm-mm. You know. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. But that's not how boundaries work most of the time, especially when we're establishing a boundary with somebody. A lot of the times, people don't respond that way. So I think it's recognizing when you're making it, like what is realistically going to happen afterwards, and preparing for that. I I really like that because I think some of that coping ahead can be really powerful. 
uh, if you can kind of anticipate, okay, this may go this way and I may have this reaction and that's okay because it's my reaction and I don't need to be fixated on this person's reaction. I'm just in charge of myself. And I think kind of repeating over and over in your head, like, I can't control another person. Mm-hmm. I can't control another person. Mm-hmm. And you just have to focus on you, which can feel like a lot sometimes depending on what you have going on but like Jessica said like that can be a really freeing feeling Mm -hmm. absolutely and I think to help you really understand it you really have to shift your perspective from I can't control other people this is a major bummer to I can't control someone and how cool is it that every person gets to decide for themselves what's right for them. And really the only time that we need to really intervene and have like a hard line is when they're choosing to hurt someone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I like, that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about like watching someone like watching your children hurt each other and being like, they get to choose this. (laughs) They have the power. Right. But sometimes, I mean, if it is mild hurting, you might be like, oh, this is an opportunity for them to express themselves and learn. But then also, if someone is hurting someone, you always have our permission to step in, change something, (laughs) set a hard boundary and end that relationship or whatever. Right. But what we're talking about is when you say to someone, hey, I would love to go to dinner tonight. And they say, oh, I would love to go to dinner too. Right. And then they flake out. That is a super annoying thing. It's like, (laughs) oh, they always flake out on me. And then you have this moment of, okay, they get to choose that for themselves. How do I feel about having a flaky friend in my life? Does it really bother me that much? Is it something that I can respect and realize that the way they live their life is just less structured than I do? And so for them, it was not a big deal to cancel dinner. For me, it would have been a big deal. So how do I feel about that? How is this impacting our relationship? Do I need to talk to them about it? But ultimately, allowing them to make that choice. It's okay that they flaked out on dinner because that was right for them. It wasn't right for you, so you get to choose to make a boundary. But if it was like, oh, okay, I'm fine that they flaked out. I'm going to do something different. Or every time I make plans with that friend, I realize that they may flake out. And so I'm going to make alternate plans just in case. You know, like it really is learning to adapt with people while respecting that they get to choose things. I feel like it's it's like that one person where it's like, yeah, my dad is like a crazy narcissist. And in the beginning, I was like, I can do this. But every single time he'd come in and do crummy stuff. And then finally, I had to like cut him out of my life completely. But I know a lot of people like aren't willing to go there. And so it's kind of like because they feel tethered, you know, whether it's like a parent or, you know, a romantic relationship. So I'm like trying to think about like that tethered feeling like you don't have a choice. But I think you just address that by saying you actually do. Yeah, like They have a choice to be terrible and you have a choice to decide what's good for you. Yeah, exactly. And that's what is beautiful about this. It's about what's right for you and it's about what's right for them. But it's not one over the other. Just because like if they choose to show up unannounced at your doorstep demanding that you have a relationship with them at times it's inconvenient to you, 
that's inconvenient to you. And it's okay to acknowledge that and set a boundary and whatever, but they can still show up on their, your doorstep as much as they want. Like that's their prerogative, but then you get to decide how you want to respond and it's equal, right? Like you don't owe anything to anyone aside from being a generally good human. I think as you were talking, I realized at no other point in history have we had such a front row seat to so many people's life choices because right. we are so connected with social media. Yeah. So one way that you can help yourself if this really drives you nuts is to really be picky with who you choose to follow on social media mm. or who you mute or whatnot, because I think what we've seen over the past year where we've all, you know, had a lot less interaction in person with people and we're definitely more on our phones and maybe ingesting more social media than usual, we've seen how everybody is responding for the most part to some pretty controversial issues. And right. it can be infuriating to people. And that can really get you. Mm. And so if you're realizing that, if you're realizing like, hey, like when I get on social media, I am not feeling good. Is that what's going on? Are you seeing that your expectations of people are, are really difficult for you? And maybe it's time to take a shift. Like if you need to mute some people, unfollow, make a really small social media with just certain people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's a really interesting thing. We're like in our uncharted territory now with social media age. And I'm just realizing how connected it is to this. Yeah. But I think this is the perfect analogy too for this concept, right? You cannot control in any way, shape or form what someone posts on their feed, mm -hmm. but you can choose to follow them. You can choose to mute them. You can choose to only check it one time a week. You can choose to only check it one time a year. You get to control how you ingest it, but they always get to choose what they put out there. And so it's the same with behavior. It's the same with everything. But the beautiful flip side is that you get to choose what's on your side and what you put out into the world, what your content is and who you're following and what you're doing with it. It just is so nice and freeing to realize that you get to be the person that is right for you and that if you give people that space you'll connect with people who are also in a really good place for you to connect with. And that will make your life more full and happy rather than connecting with people who are really hard and stressful for you because you should be connecting with them. And we're not saying like go out there and cut everyone out of your life, but we are saying <laughs> go out there and reassess your, your relationships and say who and how do I want my life to be, right? Who do I want to be? How do I want my life to go? And what type of relationships do I want to have? And some relationships will naturally kind of fall by the wayside and others will be strengthened a lot by you allowing them to be who they were meant to be and who they want to be. You don't need to impose your will on other people. 
and especially in those close relationships like friends really close Mm -hmm. friends and family members I think that's where we often try and control and get them to act the way we want but that's not right for them and it's not right for us it's kind of this weird life philosophy I've had and maybe it was from you know studying to be a therapist maybe that's when this entered my life but I just made this shift where I just have really low expectations and then I'm never disappointed. Yes. And that goes for like relationships. It goes like universal. Mm -hmm. Like if you just have low expectations and you aren't pinning your happiness on like huge things and huge moments, you're going to generally find things to be happy and joyful about that are pretty small. So like, Like that sounds a little bit pessimistic to be like, have low expectations in your relationships, but people are going to rise up and surprise you and not everyone's going to like live up to low expectations, right? Mm -hmm. I like what you said there. I think there's a key because at least in my life growing up, a lot of people would say just have no expectations. And I, that would make me so mad because I'm like, that's impossible. Like (laughs) I'm going to have some level or degree of expectations at some point. And that's very natural. But I like what KJ said. She's not telling you to have no expectations, which is unrealistic. It's having a degree of low expectation. So, and just the concept that you're just talking about in terms of not pinning your happiness on other people's choices and behaviors. I think we've all done that at some point in our lives. And it's really empowering to turn it back and say, yeah, they can choose whatever they want to do. But I know that based on me and my soul and who I am as a human, I know that I can still achieve happiness based on what I have and not what they're going to contribute to the relationship. I think an important point to make here is that having these maybe lower expectations doesn't mean that people can treat you however they want to. That's not what we're saying. It's more not putting the responsibility on them to determine our happiness. It's taking that responsibility back and saying, you know, I am my own person. I can't control them. And my expectations are that they can do what they want to do with their life and what makes them happy. I don't Mm -hmm. control them and they don't control me. And that is where that expectation lies. Yeah. And they're doing what's best for them. And I'm doing what's best for me, even if what they're doing seems bad or a little crazy. You just have to frame it in that place. They're doing what's best for them. I'm doing what's best for me and that's okay. All right. Hopefully this was helpful. Um, It's definitely something that we have to work on all the time, all the time. And it's not something that you work on one day and then it feels great forever. It's something that just kind of constantly takes some maintenance, but it's a very freeing feeling if you can really kind of internalize it. So we hope this was helpful and thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. 
We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.